Good afternoon, everybody. It's Bob Turner. We're finally back with our next episode of the Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. Uh, we came over here to Falmouth today to connect with Skylar Welch from Main Point Lending. Skylar is originally from Eastport, Maine, a downeaster. Mm -hmm. Downeaster. Grew up in, in Eastport and uh, now lives in Falmouth. Uh, she's married to her husband, Brian. They have three kids, and I know all their names because I've watched them grow up on Instagram. I know. <laughs> so we've got Kai, Harbor, and Luna, who just had her first dance recital, she right? She did. Saw that. So in the, in the times of social media, which we'll touch on here in a little bit, you really can kind of get to know somebody without even really being part of their life. I mean, right? I feel like I've known you since I was pregnant with my first baby, Right, though. yeah. Really? I, was, I was trying to think about how long we've known yeah. each other. It was BNI and Wyndham, and uh, you hadn't... You, yeah, you're just pregnant with Kai, I mm -hmm. think. He just turned 10. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Time, so time flies. <laughs> and time does fly because I said when we started this, we'd try to do one every week. And we missed a couple of weeks, so we're back. So thank you for getting us back on track. Uh, we'll have to do a little double time to catch up maybe. <laughs> but uh, So Skylar's a mortgage broker. Uh, she owns and operates Main Point Lending right here in Falmouth. Uh, this is, I think, year three now of this new business. 2020, so not quite. Yeah. Okay. We're in year two. Yep. So you're licensed in five states. Mm -hmm. like, Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Florida. Florida. Six, right. six now. So I've seen you got all kinds of awards. You've spoken nationally on things related to mortgage, uh, but also mm -hmm. recently on uh, building your team, right. which I thought was kind of cool. I would have loved to have been there. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this business and kind of how it goes. Yeah, definitely. So. I've been a mortgage broker now since 2011, which is kind of crazy. Actually, I guess I technically got licensed in 2012, um, got in the mortgage industry in 2011, and really just hit the ground running and started, um, I worked as an assistant until 2015, but I started originating before that. Um, so I just kind of got my feet wet and, and loved the industry and realized really quickly that like, this is, I'm all in, right? So. It's such a relationship business and it's something different every single day and it's it's so fast paced and you're really helping people. And, and that's really, I think, what's so, um, what I love so much about it is really helping people through the entire process and not just being, uh, you know, a call center or something. Something I love holding the client's hand, taking them from start to finish in and really seeing them reap, reap the rewards of becoming a homeowner. That's cool. One of the things I've noticed about you, and I, I guess I have really known you for most of your working life. Yeah, my whole thing. <laughs> I, I've just always said, man, she works hard. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you, you know, picture Brian takes of you passed out on the couch with <laughs> daughter laying here and the laptop tipped over yep. and you're doing stuff at nine o'clock at night and you're, you're just killing it. You're doing it on the weekends. You make yourself available to people, you know, All anytime. Time. Yeah, uh, have to. You know, and, and so that's pretty cool. So that can be consuming. So how do you how do you balance all that with, you know, being a mother of three and wife and having a household and running a business? And yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a lot. And, and honestly, I don't like to say that I have a work-life balance because I don't think I'll ever have a work-life balance, but I think it's more of a work-life harmony, right? Like yeah. what works for me, what works for my family. Yeah. And that's something I've been trying to figure out for a long time. I mean, I would say the first... Uh, eight years of my career, it was, it was a grind. You know, you, oh, yeah. you put in every single ounce of you into this and I was working crazy hours and all these things. But, um, over the last year and a half, I've really transitioned to growing a really awesome team, um, that's able to not only handle the volume of business that we're doing, but really able to allow me to really specialize on what I'm best at with helping the client, structuring the loan, um, having the communication with everyone and uh, putting out the fires and, and those types of things. Those are what, what I'm best served doing while building a team that's really 
able to give the same level of experience and really mortgage transformation, mortgage experience to every person at the same time. You know, because the the hard thing is, is like when you get crazy busy, you may not be able to give the same level of experience to everyone. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to be sure that every single person that came to us had the same experience. They were treated like they were our only client. And that's really what we focus on doing is is making sure everyone feels like they're literally our only client, that they have our full attention, that if they need a pre-qualification letter, five a day, they're going to get five a day. If they need something at eight o'clock on Sunday night, they're going to get that. You know, Friday night, um, a client reached out to me and I I had a very crazy weekend. I, like he said, I'm a mom of three. I had my seven-year-old's birthday party. I had a track meet. I had two baseball games. I had, a dance rec- <laughs> I had two dance recital uh, dress rehearsals and then I had the actual dance recital yep. all between Saturday and Sunday. Friday night, I had a baseball game, all these things. So a client reached out to me at 6.30 on Friday night and I was actually just leaving the office and they're like, hey, I need to get pre-qualified. I need to put these offers in right away. So I sent them the application, which is super easy. You know, I can just yep. text it to them quickly. I can email it to them quickly. And they filled it out. By the time I got home, it was all worked up. Um, I went in, popped in, worked everything up, got them the letters they needed. And she called me this morning and said, she's under contract on this property and she wouldn't have been able to make that happen if I wasn't able to get that because we're in a really competitive market. And if you need a pre-qualification letter over the weekend and your bank doesn't answer the phone, you're not going to win that property. And that's something that's really important on the service side and really important for our clients is that we make ourselves available for that and get them what they need so that they can make a competitive offer. I also took the time, uh, a realtor reached out to me on, on Saturday. I, she's like, hey, need you to call a listing agent. I sent her a picture of my pool filled with 35 kids. <laughs> I saw that photo A foam party, balloons everywhere. <laughs> I, I want to come to your house for the birthday party. I go, current situation. Yep. Right. And I go, call her in five. I went in, yeah. called the client, called the listing agent really quickly and just said, hey, this bar was super strong. Everything looks great. You are good to go and we'll get this done for you really quickly just to ease their mind. So, you know, that's the type of service that we want to provide for all of our clients. And that itself is why we've been able to grow and why I've been able to continue to grow my business year after year, because that's the type of service that we provide. And, and we're a small local company, like our reputation is everything. And I think that's really important for people to realize is, is that it's not just all about, uh, you know, throwing something against the wall and seeing if it sticks. How are you different from a bank? Like if somebody needs a mortgage, they say, well, yeah. I guess go to the bank and get a mortgage. Right. But you guys are, you're a mortgage broker, you're, you're your own company. Mm-hmm. What's different and what would make someone come here versus go just right. walk into that, a bank that's and a really say, great like question. to buy a house? So, so a mortgage broker, so the difference between working with a mortgage broker and working with a bank is that a bank has their one set of programs, their one set of rates, their one set of turn times, all of that. We're working with a mortgage broker, we're able to shop multiple lenders, multiple banks to find the best available rate and program for you. So rather than having to try to stick you in a box that we have, say, you know, I have a lot of clients come to me and say, hey, I was doing a conventional 20% down loan. I'm like, okay, is that what you wanna do? They're like, well, I really only have 5% down, so I might not be able to buy for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why don't you do a conventional 5% down loan? They're like, I didn't know that was an option. Well, it's always an option, you know what I mean? So we have a lot of different loan options and you know some lenders might like really high credit score while others don't really care as much about the credit score yeah so i can really differentiate and put in rather and rather than try to figure out what's the best option 
for me, I have to find what's the best option for the client. And that that's really the difference. Um, also, we don't work bankers hours. Like we said, we're always available. Yeah. Um, our turn times are super fast. Most banks right now, I think, are on, like six weeks. What's turn time? How turn fast time, to get approved? Yeah, approved yeah. to clear or close. So our average approval time is 24 hours. That's oh. that's not even average. That Every loan is approved within 24 hours. How does that hours. compare to a bank? Um, I think they're usually a couple weeks. Okay. Um, at, so least, at lose, least a week. Somebody could lose a deal or two in that Yeah, time. and, and it, what's su super important about that as well is if there are problems, we don't know a week later. Right. We don't know two weeks later. Right. We know right away. We also pre-underwrite every file. So as soon as we get someone pre-qualified, we immediately order their verification of employments. We immediately scrub their tax returns. We yeah. immediately request their pay subs. Because I don't want someone getting under contract and then saying, oh, sorry, we have a problem, right? It. We've already done that. We've yeah. already done the legwork in the front end. I don't care if we're doing all of this work and it never turns into anything. Once it does, we're ready to go. And that also expedites the process. It makes the process so much faster and so much smoother because we've already done all the legwork. Yeah. Well, we were talking a little bit before before Mitchell turned the camera on and we went live. And uh, one of the things you were mentioning is Things are a little different today than say they were a year ago or even three or four months ago. Yeah. Talk about the, the current climate uh, with regard to mortgages and rates and what you've seen in the last couple months and maybe kind of what you see going forward. Like you know, everybody wants that crystal ball, right? Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, honestly, this market, like I said, I've been doing this since 2011 and this is a market I've never seen before. Um, one of the obstacles is that we've had pretty low, not just pretty low, very low inventory. The good news is, is inventory is starting to pick up. Um, in the spring market, inventory does start to get better. Um, but interest rates have also risen. Interest rates are higher than they've been in, uh, I think it's like 18 years is the highest. But guess what, guys? Rates are still low. You know, rates are still not yeah. where where they could be, you know? So rates are still in a good place, but people are scared and people um, are kind of to the point where like, well, I want to rate in the twos. I'm going to wait till they go back to the twos. Well, guess what? They may never go back to the twos, right? right. So um, right now it's tough because it's low inventory and higher rates. People are on the fence. But over the last few weeks, we've been seeing an increase in inventory and a slowdown in people getting pre-qualified to buy. What that means is those people that have been really serious about buying over the last several months that maybe haven't been able to get into the, a property because of such a competitive situation, this is a great time to jump. This right now is a great time to jump in because inventory is rising and the buyer count is down a little bit. So Do you find that, and maybe this is more of a real estate question, but everything, you know, people, I hear people say, yeah, there were 100 offers on that house. So they're bidding wars, right? Yeah. So at some point, that price goes above where appraisal or where Definitely. it would need to stand on its own mm -hmm. two feet for the average Joe, not exactly. somebody that's going to stroke a check for right. 150k over asking price. Mm -hmm. How does that affect what you do and when people yeah. are approved? Yeah, I mean, I would say that honestly, the most common question I've been getting over the last uh, month, two months, appraisal gap. What is an appraisal right. gap? Uh, why am I being asked to put an appraisal gap? Most offers right now are offering some sort of appraisal gap. So what that means is say the property is listed at 450, but you offer 475. Mm -hmm. If the house were not to appraise for that, the options would be you go back to the seller and renegotiate, or you bring the difference. Potentially you could lower your down payment amount and just change the loan value. But people are wondering like, why are they having to do that? Well, the reason is, is it's a competitive market and in order for your offer at 475 to stand, 
you have to guarantee that you're going to pay for 75 regardless of what the appraisal right. comes in. So a lot of people are like, well, if I'm already putting 20% down, then now I'm going to have to bring that $25,000 extra? Yes. You want it or not. Or what we're doing a lot is you don't have to put 20% down. You could put 10% down. You could put 5% down. I get you. Now, so you're, you're, you're putting, closing that gap by you're lowering putting the, the same exact amount of money into the transaction, but now you're going to have a little PMI for a little bit. Right. Who cares? The PMI right now, we offer some of the lowest PMI in the country. I just worked one up for someone. Their PMI was $28 a month. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not these hundreds of dollars that people PMI think. is private mortgage insurance and you have to pay it when your position is less than 20% of the property. Is that right? Yep. And then it will automatically fall off once you have 20% equity. But say the appraisal were to come in just a little bit low, now you're at, you know, let's just say maybe you're at 87% yeah. or something like that. Um, you're only going to have that for a little bit, yeah. right? And, and then, and it's only, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks a month. Yeah. Is that worth buying the house for? Right. You know, um, another conversation I'm having a lot because people are, are worried about offering higher and higher. If it's like within thousands, like every $10,000 that you put down only changes your payment by $50 a month. Yeah. So a lot of times that's a conversation that we're having with people is, is it worth a dinner out to have this house? And people are like, oh yeah, if you put it that Good way, point. you know, you know, if yeah. you put it that way. Most people spend that on Dunkin' Donuts every right. Week, right? It's like, yeah. I don't want to lose this house over $10,000. Yeah. So if you break it down like that, it just sometimes makes people feel a little bit better about it. Right. So you've built this business. Um, mm -hmm. You're everywhere on social. You know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But what's, I mean, you're still, a lot of people will build a business and they'll extract themselves. And then yeah. they've got people in a team. You're still right in there, yeah. Taking cuts every day and, and doing the loans and doing all that. How does how does that play out with regard to driving this ship and, and how's that all work? Yeah. So, so I guess in what you just talked about, how I talked about building a team, right? I talked about I did this conference um, with about 600 brokers um, and I spoke for an hour and I was super nervous because I'm like, yeah. why are they asking me to speak in front, speak on this subject? Like this isn't something that I'm an expert at but I did just do it, right. right? And I did just go from juggling so many things and ready to, I was literally drowning, right? Yeah. To this point where I'm home for dinner every night, you know? And, and I hadn't been home for dinner every night in a really long time. Yeah. And I had three small kids, you know, this is the real reality of it is I, in my first five years in my business, I had three babies. Three oh, kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I was pregnant or nursing or newborn for six straight years, yeah. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, doubling yeah. my business every single yeah, year. Crushing, crushing business. Yeah. yeah, so it was a crazy, crazy time, but I knew I had to put that into it. Yeah. So now, when you're building a team and figuring out, you know, where you're going to be involved in it, like I had to ask myself, like, what do I like doing, right? What yeah. am I really good at? Right. What could someone else maybe not do as good as I do? That's the origination part. That's right. the part where I'm structuring the loans. I'm talking to the clients. I'm building right. those relationships. Yeah. I'm doing all of those things. I'm having that communication with the agent. I'm, I'm doing the important things of the loan, and that's what I love doing. And, and that's why I do this. Things that you weren't willing to give up, or you don't, you really see the value of you doing that. Right. But um. then there are things like chasing verification of employments, uh, scrubbing the tax returns. Um, doing, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll do right. But, the, but these are things that are so time consuming, yeah. right? 
then you've got somebody that does it. Right. Yeah. Like I knew opening this that I'm not HR, I'm not compliance, I'm not payroll, I'm not tech, right. I'm an originator. Yeah. So if I hire someone to do those things, I can be the best version of me and the best for my business so that we can continue to grow. Right. So so that's really kind of how I determine it. And I think it's the same thing with so many real estate agents, so many, um, I mean, people in every industry, honestly, that kind of feel like they're drowning, but I'm the type of person that people use always used to say to me like, you don't have to close 400 loans, Skyler. You don't have to right. do that. You don't have to and climb I'm the like, yeah. just don't do as much. I'm I'm never going to be that type of that person. Yeah, and you I, and I are I, the same that way. Where, yeah. Like I've had in my contracting business, just get these feelings of just overwhelm. Right. You know, and right. Like, you sit down to do something, and then bling, 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 mm -hmm. and you go, okay, shut off notifications. Yeah. Turn the phone. I need two hours to do this, and then the phone rings, and something's going on. Something blew up on a job site. And off I go. Exactly. And, and I had my day all planned. Yeah, but you can't. In our industry, you can't plan your day, and that that's it's something gone. I've accepted for a long time now. Is like I don't plan my day. I have I have things structured in my day that I have to make calls and I have right. to do this. But in between all of those, I yeah. have to fit all these other things, and that means I might work late, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, but I think it's really important just to realize that like if you try to be everything, it's going to hinder your growth. Right. And that's that's kind of where I got to is that I you're a bottleneck. Yeah. yeah. And I knew and, and I was bottleneck. I mean, I was the point where I knew I wasn't able to give the same level of service to everyone that I that I want to. Yeah. Because I couldn't I couldn't keep my head above water. Right. And once I saw that service, you know, just as far as like if I don't call you back in five minutes, like there's a problem. Like I don't ever call I'm never gonna be like, Oh, I'll call you back in twenty four hours, forty eight hours. Like that's not how I work. Right. But I want to always be able to do that. Right. So yeah. now I knew that I had to put people in these positions to do that. And, you know, it takes time to figure out the right fit for, for who they are. And I have a really, really great team now. Like, you, really you, good. You have an eye for talent. I mean, yeah. you've got, uh, what's her first name? Uh, Blake. Blake. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And what she worked as your nanny. Yes. Yes. She's yes. in here now working in your business because yeah. you were like, you know what, kid? She's a winner. You, you got something on the ball. You're a winner. Exactly. You're coming with me. And she's over there in the corner office. Yep. And Working then, here at the mortgage company. Yeah, and I mean um, Vanessa, who's my um, like my right hand. She's one of my childhood best friends. And yeah. for years, I would say like, I literally would be like, he, uh, "You're perfect. Like this is yeah. the perfect position because she's everything I'm not. Right? right? Like she's super organized. She's so detail oriented. Yeah. She like she emails me four times a day and is like, "Hey, you got to do this. You <laughs> don't forget this. Like she sends us updates every day. Like." bullet points of everything that's what i need in my life because that's not who i am right so i think that's important you've you've filled the the circle you know the pie chart if you yeah. will with the pieces that either you don't like or you're not good at and exactly being able as a leader to identify that i think is huge definitely and, and it applies to Get any business it really applies you for know? any business you know yeah. and, and once i did that my my life has changed my time with my kids has changed my marriage has changed like i realized that all of those things were struggling my health like I wasn't sleeping. I was barely eating. Like I yeah. didn't take even go to the bathroom. Like things like that. Like yeah. you realize, like oh my god, like I haven't eaten two days. Like oh yeah, you can it's sleep crazy. But not you know? be getting rest. Yeah, you know? you know. And I was I was um, not sleeping. You know, I, I would work until two a.m. every day, and then I'd be so like because I've been working till 2 a.m., then I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. And then you start over, and it's just a not a good cycle. And once you get to that point and realize that that's kind of where where things are, and my husband looked at me and said, like, we miss you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't ever want my kids or my husband to feel like they miss me, yeah. right? Like, you I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, and I was also doing all those things. Like, if they had a field trip or they had a 
lunch at their school. I was going to all those things, but then I wouldn't be home. Then I would yeah. be home just to like kiss them goodnight, you know. Go and back to work. yeah, and I yeah. just didn't want that to be our life, you know. Yeah. So, so when we start, when I started Main Point, I promised him that I'd be home three nights a week for dinner, and I don't think I missed dinner since. It's going well. Not once. Yeah. So it's huge. But also my team knows that, right? Yeah. My team like wants this for me. Like we went on, a, we went to Aruba a couple weeks ago, and I didn't open my laptop. Like that. That's, good. that's a real. That's real life. Yep. You know, I hadn't taken a vacation like that in in year like nine years, right? Yeah. So, but they want they want that for me just as much as I want it for myself. Well, you want it for them too because it, that's, oh, they see definitely. that that's important to you. And exactly. You know, make sure that. That they get out the door and take their time as well. Exactly, and and family's super important. And I focus so much here on building a company culture that people want to be a part of. And yeah. I celebrate like all the little wins, all the big wins. Like the people upstairs always will like come in and be like, "You guys like always have a party here. It seems like you always have a party. Like we're always having lunch. We always have balloons. Yeah. We always have celebrations because." this is a stressful industry, right? Yeah. This is a grind. Like we work so hard yeah. that it's important to recognize when, when things, yeah, yeah and breath. be like, hey, you killed it this week. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I think is super important. We do fun things like pie eating contests. Like, that you won. Always win. I will always win. No one's ever gonna beat me at it. But like, you know, you have yeah. to show them who's the boss, right? right. You, gotta, right. you gotta go big on stuff like that. <laughs> Let's switch gears for a minute. Yeah. One of the things, and I've actually called you and talked to you about this as, yeah. as it relates to my business and what I'm doing and what Mitchell and I are doing, shooting video and being on social and personal branding and all that stuff. Uh, but you, to me, like, you have been right out on the, the front end of that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was really cool that when you started, and I don't know if it was right when you started, but you brought Mick in, yeah. and you've First got a guy. Hire. She's got a guy sitting in this office, full time marketing. Everything you see on social gets created here. Yeah. She's out there. She's talking about what they do, how to do it, what you need to, to be able to prequal. You're just puking information yeah. all over, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But you're you're educating, you're Definitely. inspiring, and you're entertaining people. And they say if you can do those three things in a video on social you've got gold right yeah, I mean, so tell me about like why you thought that was important mm -hmm. you know how was how did it go then how's it going now what is it um created for you for opportunities and growth yeah i mean i think it so it's kind of crazy so we when i made this transition my very first hire was mickey he was he's a videographer he's amazing he was like literally my very first hire so time out yeah you started a mortgage broker business, and the first person you hired was, was a videographer. videographer. Yes, and everyone was literally like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "You need processors, you need assistants, you need." Yeah, I'm you like, need, "You need this and that." And I was, they're like, "You are a high producer. Like, you, what? Do you, why are you hiring a videographer for your first hire?" I'm yeah. like, "One, I need everyone to know how to find me. Right. I need everyone to know. I've just, I've just." left somewhere I've been for so long where that was an identity for me. Yeah. And now I'm creating a new identity. I need someone to help me create this new identity, right? right? Sure. One. Mission, Two, mission number one. I knew that I wanted to be relevant. I wanted to uh, be able to provide as much value to my network and reach as many people as I could on a, on a high level. And I knew if I tried to do that, it wouldn't be consistent. Yeah. And the biggest thing with social media is consistency. If you're not consistent with their social media, you're not relevant, right? So I knew that I needed someone to make me consistent with it. Yeah. Three, I wanted to be able to provide so much value for my referral partners, right? So 
Um, one of my main goals and my vision and my dream that I created in my head before I did all this was that I wanted to be able to create video content for my real estate agents. Um, not just for real estate agents, honestly, uh, insurance agents, title companies, whoever. Connect sessions, right? You do those I, I right mean, we do here. so many yeah. things, more than that. Um, we go out and shoot um, uh, listing showcases. We go out and shoot them on a boat, just skiing down a mountain. You, you're paying for it, sending your guy. Sort of, I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, yes. I mean, it's, there's no cost for any yeah. of it, but Mickey's an employee of mine. It's, it's yeah. more just a... Um, marketing yeah it's just yeah. A, a value add for our agents yeah. and it's it's for any agents open to anyone um, it's not closed it's, there's no strings attached it's not like we ask for anything in return it simply is like we exposure we, we have really like um, an abundance mindset yep. the the better the more everyone is doing the better it is for our community for our industry for everything right. so so we want to provide this value to anyone and everyone we've done it for local businesses, we do it for um, nonprofits, we do it for um, literally like insurance companies, title companies, uh, anybody, anyone, yeah. honestly. It's just a, it's just a value add. Well, and it's like anything else, if you just focus on helping others, it usually comes back to you tenfold. Right, exactly. That's... And part of that is like, I love helping others. And I love, like we do a big backpack drive, we do a big um, food drive, we do, we sponsor families for Christmas, we want all those things. And I knew I wanted someone to be able to help with that. So Mickey helps with all those things. Um, you know, that's really where the mindset came yeah. was that I wanted to be able to provide value for people, anyone in our community to help them grow their businesses while also growing ours and being consistent with our social media. We do a lot of fun things. We're, we're real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And show that we're real. Show that it's not like you're not calling some robot. Like Transparency. Yeah, like right. Mickey came in on my... <laughs> came in on my debt, like literally put his drone into my office the other day. And I had so many papers on my desk and all of them just went like flying everywhere, stuff everywhere. And then he posted it. And I was literally like, that, that's what happened. Like unexpectedly, a drone just flies in and everything yep. goes shooting everywhere. But, but you know, we're, it's real life. And also as part of my team, like it's something that I want my, um, my team to be able to grow their grow yeah. their businesses like I want them to get exposure so it's really not just about um, about me um, or even main point it's just it's a bigger picture and an abundance for our community were you comfortable doing stuff like this before you started doing that or did you have to grow into it I would say no yeah. <laughs> um, I would say the more and more you talk the easier it becomes yeah. and I'm I'm kind of weird with things like I don't ever shoot anything twice and I don't ever watch my videos yeah. I don't think I've ever watched any of my videos and I don't want to do it again because it is what it is it like is this is wrong. a real thing like yeah. i'm not trying to be perfect i don't think about what i'm going to say before i don't write anything you, yeah. you get what you get like we do we do the same thing and i'll i'll turn mitchell turn that freaking thing on you know and <laughs> yeah we just go we were just we were just in the office and we were just i don't even know we were, i don't even know what we were talking about but kind of crazy and blake's like this is what we need to be recording like right. this is where the good content That's comes con from right <laughs> and you know so many of our um actually like our blooper reels and things like that yeah. are the most watched and the most shared because people are like i freaking love this like because yeah. it's real you know and it, it shows your personality and that's what i want my clients to know is i want them to understand my personality i want them to know like I'm a mom at the baseball field, like running here, going to my car, doing a prequal, and then going back and then right. trying to figure out dinner and all these things. Like real life, you know? I've had customers say to me, are we comfortable with you because we, we watched all your stuff. We yeah. kind of feel like we know you are. Exactly. And you so kind of get to the point now where people 
people see me sometimes or people like, even people like see my husband like you're Skylar Welch just doesn't right and I'm like this is so weird like <laughs> literally a guy like a girl like yelled to him in the airport it's like Brian and then they're like hi and it's like what and like people come up to the grocery store and it's like oh are you Skylar Welch's husband it's like that is so strange you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but but social it means media it's, working, it's right? social media yeah, yeah. And, and the scary thing about that is and I've done like blogs and video stuff before and but What's scary is there's people watching that don't necessarily comment. Yeah. You don't know are watching, but you're having an impact on their life. Or there's that guy that's like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to do this, but you know, he's watching your stuff. You don't know he's out there. And then when he's ready to go, boom, yeah. he's there because of all that stuff you and, laid and down. And that's what's so important about the, the content that we're sharing is, is my goal is like, I don't care if you're ready now or you're going to be ready in five years. I'm going to help you get there. Right. Well, and I that, was going to ask you, like, if somebody's sitting there and they're watching this, they're like... Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm ready to pre-call. What are the few things that they need to have in order or even have with them when they come in here to Yeah, talk to I mean, the, the important thing is like, so many people are scared because they don't think their credit's in the right place or they don't have enough money for the down payment. Like, guess what? The majority of people that come to us don't have any money in their bank account, right? Yeah. Because they're not there yet, right. you know? But if you don't start looking at it now, you're never gonna be ready. And if you don't think your credit's in a place now, it's never gonna be in a place. So. Most of the people, like say someone comes to me and their credit's not in place, I may be able to help you get your credit there in 30 days, 60 right. days, like really quickly because I'm helping you put your focus where it's actually going to matter. Where people are like, oh, well, I paid off my car and I paid off this, but yeah, you have three maxed out credit cards. You paying off yeah. your car did not help anything, but they thought that it did. Right. You know, so if, if we really take, I really take a, like a holistic look at it, like I'm going to show you everything you need to do to yep. get yourself in the perfect position. And maybe you don't need a money cash money down because you can qualify for a no money down program or we have a great conventional three percent down program for first-time home buyers but they're so caught up on thinking they have to save at least 10 percent or at least 20 percent that they've now missed that opportunity and now as prices continue to rise maybe they just miss that so you know we really want to take a look at the full picture and i I really want to help people find not just um, what they're pre-qualified up to, but really help them find a, that purchase price and that loan program that's going to give them a comfortable monthly payment. Right. So they now have all of that information to go to a real estate agent confidently and be like, I'm ready and yeah. here's what here's where I need to be looking. Here's, yeah, here's my range. And now the agent's like, you're on it, let's go. You know, where if they go to them, yeah, I haven't been pre-qualified, I don't know, real estate agent's not gonna take them seriously and not make them a priority. Well, and I'm sure it's better for the client too if the real estate agent knows that they're working with you. Yeah. And your, your reputation Definitely. for getting people and that was, I was just reading, we just got a few reviews and I was just reading one of them and someone made a comment like, um, Skyler's pre-qualification was good as gold because that's the reason, her name on that letter was the reason that they accepted our offer. Right. And I was like, wow, like, I never have thought of that. And I was like, wow, that, like, that actually means a lot to me that's, sure. that, because that's my reputation, yeah. right? And that, that was super, like a super nice thing to read, but it's, it's true because if you have a pre-qualification letter from a rocket mortgage, they know who they don't know who the heck they're going to be talking to. They know right. they're not going to be get get a hold it's of anyone. Yeah. yeah. So if they know it's someone local, they can walk in my office. They can call me on my cell phone. They they know they're going to get communication right. and know we're going to get things done quickly, and and efficiently. Then they're more likely going yeah. to accept that offer. So like going forward, you're super goal oriented, right? Yeah, you're gonna do cool yep. yep. So what what else do you have for big fat hairy goals? Yeah, I mean I always have goals, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I have so many goals and I have so like I mean, this is the thing too, is this market is a very different market. So I I always have very um, 
I have personal goals. I have um, like uh, unit goals, volume goals, like all these things. But I've realized like, especially this year, like you have to adjust them based on what's going on. Right. Like this year, my goal may, isn't going to be like what it was last year because it's so different, it's right? It, it's a different market, low inventory, higher rates. Um, you know, it's different. But you know, I, I have a lot of personal goals. Um, I want to own a wedding venue, right? Like that's something I want to do. That's out there. I mean, that's that's a you know that's a right hand turn from the mortgage right. business. Right. So I bought one. So I bought, <laughs> so I bought one. <laughs> so I bought one like last week. Um, heard it here first, right? Um, so that's a goal of mine because that's something that makes me happy. I yeah. think with goals, you have to not just look at um, like none of my goals are ever monetary. Right. I'm not like looking to make a certain amount of money. I'm more like looking to help a certain amount of families, you know, and those are the kind of the types of way, the way I think of goals. Um, but also like, I want to do things that make me happy. So what, one of my goals is to be home for dinner. Yeah. Well, and you back it up too, because I, I mean, I'm very familiar with your backpack program. Yeah. Because it's like, backpack, all I hear about is backpack, backpack. Yeah. All right, fine, take my money. Give me some <laughs> more backpacks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, you got, you were loading hundreds of them. Yeah, out we were. And here, you know, you but. Know? Those are the things that fill my cup. And that's the thing is that when you grind so hard and you work so many hours, you have to do things that make you happy too. Well, I think it's important to note too that, you know, just it's your nature or maybe just the kind of person that you are. You're the kind of person people can get behind. You're a leader. And so you're you're an implementer and and an instigator and, you know, you're, you make things happen. Yeah. And so people... Not everybody's like that, but they look for someone like that to hitch their wagon to. Yeah, you know? and and I think um, I'm I'm looking for more people like that to join my team. Honestly, yeah. you know, and and I think when I see someone that's a winner and that is uh, you know motivated, driven, like I confidently feel like I can I can teach you everything else about this. True. But you can't teach someone drive, and you can't teach someone motivation. And this industry is such a self-driven, self-motivated. Because honestly, you can make as little or as most as you want to make in this industry. Well, interestingly, this business, say, versus real estate. Let's say a young kid gets, let's say a kid, 22, gets into real yeah. estate eh, or financial planning. Eh, you know, people are like, well, you know, you're a kid. This business may be a little bit easier because yeah. it's really more about what they know and how they treat people. Yeah, and it, it's a very big relationship business. And, and I like to, um, the last few people I've hired, like I've brought them in and I keep them on a year, two year, whatever they honestly want as far as, they can assist me. They can sit in my office and listen to every conversation. They, get their feet wet. they can be CC'd on every email. And then I encourage them to build their own relationships. Um, I have an employee salary right now, and I literally, we have a sales meeting every week, and I give her ideas and things. Sure. Go build your own re- realtor relationships. But I'm not going to set you all to the wolves and say, okay, you're on it. Yeah. I'm going to give her time to build those relationships up, teach her how to build those relationships, let her nurture those relationships. And then when she's ready, she's going to be really, really ready because she's been working on my loans and my pipeline for the last year or two years or however long it will take while also helping me to with my business, she's learning how to grow her own business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's the only way to do it because it's hard. Like I'm honestly, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, do I hire someone already in the industry? Because so first year, my entire goal was to build the team. Right. I needed to build the team that could handle high volume, that was really good at what they do, that knew what they were doing, went through all the training, like got their feet wet before I brought anyone else in, yep. you know, because I'm still the only originator here, right? So till I bring someone else on, 
I, you know, I'm toying between like, do I hire someone already in the industry or do I hire someone that has that has nothing that I can teach them? Right. It's really about finding the right person. It has to be the right fit of someone that wants to do it, wants to put the time in, that's hungry for that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so a while back you had hip surgery. How's the hip? I did. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> that's too bad. Well, I had hip surgery. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, I was laid up for nine weeks. I... Uh, I remember, I, yeah. I had it on Wednesday. I wheeled a, um, a recliner into the office um, and <laughs> was back in the office on Monday. Uh, had a desk built over it, had to be reclined. Um, had to get help up and down from my recliner. Can't imagine why she's successful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, I'm going in for an MRI in a couple weeks to see if I have to have surgery again. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's not going so well. But, you know, I guess that's part of it. I mean, it's been it's been hard. It hurts and... Um, I don't know. I'm hoping to have some relief pretty soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> getting old. I know. Well, tell me about it. I'm, I'm a lot older than you. Um, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> you hit 50 and things stop breaking. Um, so, keys to success. Like, you know, somebody might look at you and go, wow, she's got a mortgage business. She's a, she's an overnight success, right? Yeah. And you and I know that's not the case. Yeah, I think um, that's so true. What would you say to somebody that if you had said three things that they could focus on, keys to success? I know one of them for you has just been outwork everybody. Yeah, and, and I was just saying this to someone the other day because they, um, they asked me kind of a similar question. I'm like, I, I just work very hard because they're like, they made some comment about how I was like an inspiration. I'm like, I just work hard, you know, and that's yeah. kind of like, I feel like always like my automated response because I, I'm not like smarter, or better, or this or that than any of these other people, but I work hard, you know? And, and I thought about that, like when I was in eighth grade, I said I was going to be valedictorian in my high school because I won full scholarship. Like that was my goal. Right. I didn't want to have any student loans. Like, yeah. You know, I was a 12-year-old that said I didn't want student loans. That's normal, right? I mean, I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. Um, because I didn't come from a family with all kinds of money. Like, I knew that if I wanted to go to college, like, I had to pay for this. You, yeah. And I didn't want any student loans. So in eighth grade, I made that as a goal for myself that I was going to Valley High School. I know for a fact I wasn't the smartest kid in my class, for sure. But I know that I worked harder than everyone else. Yeah. And I was valedictorian in high school, and I didn't have any student loans goal check, you know, like that. those are just kind of things. Like we were at my son's birthday party this weekend and I pulled out my old snow cone machine. This is a, <laughs> this is a fun story. And I actually feel like I wanted to, I was just telling them I wanted to like do a story on this. But when I was, I don't know, maybe like eight, I don't know how old I was. My dad bought me a snow cone machine, like an industrial snow cone machine. Yeah. He built me a cart, like push Put cart. business. And he would load up the car. He bought me six flavors. And he'd load me in my up into his uh, his trailer, and he dropped me off at the Little League games by myself, right? <laughs> and I would sell snow cones for a yeah. dollar a piece. I don't think I ever made less than like eighty or hundred dollars per game, right? Wow. Yep. Real, really did it. When I was sixteen, I'd saved enough money to buy my first car from selling snow cones. When I was, <laughs> I would go to every Little League game, fest, fairs, like I'm from yeah. a little time in a small town, like we'd have festivals. Right. I'd be pushing down the car. And recently, like some of the interview or some of the um, like interviews that I've had or people like posting some things on me, a couple people from my hometown have been like, like putting, I still remember that little girl so pushing nice. that snow cone machine. You still got it? Yeah. So I just pulled it out this weekend <laughs> and had it at my son's That's birthday right. party and I hadn't pulled it out like Did literally worked like so perfectly <laughs> and I 
and um, Blake had taken a bunch of pictures of me like doing it. I'm like, we need to post these and put a story about like, that's where my career started. Well, <laughs> Sling and snow cones. Yeah. And I noticed on your, on your Instagram page, it says entrepreneur. Yeah. And say mortgage broker. Yeah. And you know that that's the thing is that it's all about like making it. And that's how I feel about this wedding venue that um, we're about to embark on is that the industry's hard, you know, and when, when the market's down and I'm not closing as many loans a month or, you know, there's not as much inventory out there. Like I want to have other revenue streams. Like right. I'm passionate about like planning parties. Like that's what I like to do. Like I, I, I have an art degree, right? Like I'm a mortgage broker with a bachelor of fine arts degree <laughs> and an art history minor. And I wanted to be a, a wedding planner. These birthday parties I see on, on I, Instagram. That's where I, that's where I take it out. Yeah. That's, that's where I like get out is I play my kids a lot of birthday parties, but I'm like, realistically like i want to have um more like be able to like live out my passion right so it's something i want to do so we're creating this venue that we'll just rent out but that's just going to be another income stream and i think that that's you have to pivot and that's what yeah. we're doing right now is we're pivoting a little bit like my focus is 100 percent here and it will be always be 100 percent here but just having another you know another stream of income will be great and same thing with like when i work with a lot of clients i personally have bought several investment properties. I can give that same level of of advice and guidance to people, other people looking sure, to buy you, investment properties. Because it. I do it. I have a four unit, I have an Airbnb, I have a single family, like I have these properties that I rent out and they all pay for themselves. And yeah. that's part of what I do as a mortgage broker is I help people kind of have that financial freedom, right? Yeah. Where I now have five mortgages that all pay for themselves. None of them I'm coming out of pocket yeah. with because they all have, you know, Cash flow. they all pay for each other really. Yeah. So that's something else that we, you know, when you're taking the full look at a picture and asking someone like, what are your goals? Like, I'm not just saying like, oh, you want to buy a house. Like really, what are your goals? Well, you're not just talking to people about doing it. You're actually doing it too. You're building your own. Exactly. You know, uh, the term, but you're, you're like a portfolio. portfolio yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of people don't, um, you know, when they work with a client, it's like a one-off, right? Yeah. They just work with them, write it off, never think of them again. Yeah. When I work with a client, like I'm gonna help you with every transaction of your life. I wanna help you buy your first home. I wanna help you buy your camp when you uh, when you decide sure. you wanna have a second home. Home in Florida. Yep, I wanna help you buy your house in Florida for an investment property. I wanna help you refinance when rates are drop. I wanna help you refinance when you need cash out to pay off debt or put an addition on. Or like I did, I took a I took a refinance on a house to buy an investment property. So I want to yeah. help you with every step of that process. But in order to be able to do that, you have to give a client that experience that they want to come back to. Right. And that's what our focus has been so much is giving them that experience that they want to come back to, that they yeah. want to continue. We don't just like pre-qualify, you don't hear from us. I'm sending you a card full of confetti that says, congratulations, you've been pre-qualified. Yeah. I'm following up every week to see if you need anything. I'm checking in once you're under contract every single week and giving you an update on the process. And then after your close, we're sending you a gift. We're calling you. We're checking in. I'm sending you your tax documents at tax time. I'm sending you your Christmas card. I'm checking in every year to see how things are going. Staying in touch. Yeah. Mind in the gap. Exactly. And yeah. and that's what sets us sets us apart. It's not rocket science, is it? No. So I mean, basics. Somebody that's sitting here is like, oh my God, this girl's just got it going on, right? So <laughs> crazy. You got to have a bad day once in a while. Yeah. Uh, how do you get through them? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because um, in February, it was, I mean, I was telling you before we started this, like we pre qualified almost 300 people in January and February, but February closed nine loans. Like 
Yeah. Like I'm a, always seeing you, hey, we closed 30, we closed Yeah, 50, like whatever. that's, it was yeah. crazy. So nine's low. I haven't yeah. closed that many since I started my career, really, in one month. And I was very down. I was literally like, oh my God, like what the heck? But but at the same time, I was like, we're working so hard. Like we've pre-qualified almost 300 people in January and February. Doing like, the work. That's but, crazy, yeah. right? So I have all these buyers, but there are four listings in the biggest city in our state in the month of February. Makes it tough. They're going cash. They're going, you know, yeah. there's all these other things. So I had to, I had to kind of take a step back because I was getting very frustrated and I'm like, what? And then Mickey like took this video of me ranting, like without me even knowing, he's like, I'm going to show this to you in May. Okay. Like when you're going crazy, like I'm going to show you this video. And he like pulls it out whenever we're like, like crazy. But I have to kind of ground myself with that. It's like, it's not always crazy. It, it, it's busy. We're always busy. There's never time yeah. that we're not, but it, it's not always a hundred freaking things happening at all times. And I've kind of started to learn, like, I need to embrace those, those slow moments, embrace yeah. those downtimes, embrace those times where it's not as crazy and spend that time with my kids, like celebrate my right. staff, like send them and do something fun with them. Um, take time to be like, Hey, like you've been working so hard these last couple months, go get a mani Patty next door. Like whatever right. the case may be, like, Sometimes you have to embrace those moments. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, something that I didn't do before. Um, but also, when the, when the times are slower, that's honestly a lot of times when I work the hardest. Yeah. Because when things slow down, that's when I'm like mining everything, right? It's like, okay, who can we potentially do? Like, we have to reach out to all these, like set up meetings every single day. Like, so it's just like flipping, that, back flipping that mindset, clients. you know? Yep. But yeah, I mean, when I'm when I'm feeling like that way, I think I just double down. I mean, that's kind of how I feel is like when I'm having those bad days, when I'm feeling like stressed or frustrated about things, I'm like, all right, we just got to work a little harder, right? So, like, yeah, some people might just throw in the towel or kick back and pout. You actually just step on the gas. Yeah, that's and, how you power and I think that those. that is important. You ha what you have to do, like I see, I'm on a lot of like national broker groups and a lot of them are just like complaining, 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 like slow, it's inventory. It's like, those are excuses. Like, yeah, we're all going through that. Like, right. Figure we, out a way to be successful all, in that market. We all have those. So change what you're doing, right? So I was feeling that way. So what did I do? I started broadening my footprint. I started going to areas that I don't do business, but guess what? I'm doing business there now. Yeah. And I wasn't doing business in Penobscot County. I wasn't doing business in parts of New Hampshire. When I was you say you go there, what does that mean? Define that. Do you you're... build relationships with the agents in those areas, yep. you know? Just so reach out. so I hired um, I hired Blake. She's going and physically going to these places. I'm physically going to these places. We're making these calls. We're adding value to these agents in other areas that we didn't have a presence before, but now we do so you because plant some seeds and then, and then all of a sudden next week someone from Penobscot County calls and says, yeah. Hey, I want somebody pre -qual. Yeah. Because the thing is like when I was thinking, when I was working so much in my little bubble, my bubble is full. Like there are so many real estate agents. There are so many lenders. There's no inventory. There's this, there's that, there's all these things. Go outside my bubble a little bit, make a bigger footprint. Yep. I'm licensed in Florida now. I'm licensed in all of new England now. Yeah, unless you're really tapping all of Maine. Right. Um, one could say, well, what are you doing in Florida? It's yeah. all right here in front of you, right? Right. So, so you know, it's just it's just choosing the right um, the right people to have those relationships with. Like, I don't have relationships with every single person, but I'm not the right fit for every single person, you know? Yeah. And um, and that's kind of what you have to realize. How much of your business is in, in the other four states? Um, we're definitely closing deals in the other states yeah. every month. Um, the majority of our business is here. 
Um, but for, for example, like I originally got licensed in New Hampshire because I would have clients shopping in Maine and New Hampshire. And then I was referring out if they decided to go in Maine after doing all the work right. for them, if they decided to go to New Hampshire when I did all the work for them. So I was like, why wouldn't I just get licensed get there? Licensed. And yeah. then I had a lot of clients that live in Massachusetts that would say to me, hey, like I want to buy a second home in Maine and I want to do a cash out refi on my property in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I can do both. Right. You know, and then I have so many snowbirds. They want to buy a place in Florida and they live in Maine. Okay, I'll do both. So, yeah. and then I kind of, um, I'm actually the only vetted VA professional in the state of Maine, which means I've gone through extensive training, extensive testing, all these things to be able to provide the best service for veterans and the best rates and the best loans and all these things. And I noticed that there are no vetted VA professionals in Vermont or Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Oh guess what? Now I am, you know? So now I'm getting all those deals yeah. because not so much as like I was doing it to get those deals, but I was doing it so that they would have a resource in those states. Right. They can call me with their questions. That can be a resource for them to ask what they need to ask, but also be a trusted professional in those states so that they can know that they can come to me and I can help them because there are a lot of national VA lenders that take advantage of the veterans and try to offer them much higher rates with much higher fees and, and we don't have we don't do that so i i really yeah. did it so that i could be a resource well crazy i get tired just listening to you because you <laughs> just you just full on i know girl. it's crazy you don't even, I, I think you just lean in the corner to sleep at night right you don't even jump in bed i crazy like, like i, I so. literally can't even fall asleep at night so i have to like take melatonin i'm like <laughs> i can't shut my brain down i'm like did I call that person back? Did I wear that praise later? So like, yeah. those, that's kind of how my mind is. It's crazy. Or I have like three kids in my bed. Yep. <laughs> What's your next move here? I mean, if you, if you were going to add one person tomorrow to this operation, who would it be and what kind of a role? I would hire a loan originator. Yeah. I, I'm, our team is ready. Like, our team is like well-oiled, can handle high, high mm -hmm. production. Our team is like ready to give a loan officer that maybe isn't getting a great experience with their current person that mm -hmm. they're working for, or isn't getting a streamlined process, isn't able to close loans really quickly, isn't able to offer competitive rates. Like I'm, I'm looking to bring someone on that's looking for that type of yeah. um, environment while also having someone that's super supportive, wants to coach them, wants to have a fun environment that's like up and coming modern, like we're in it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's really my next move is I'm looking to hire, hire someone that's going to be another me really, you right. know? Well, and, how does that person get hold of you? so many ways <laughs> follow me just kidding um uh yeah i mean we uh we could probably sky like, closes main sky closes main s-k-y-e closes main is on my instagram yep. um skylar welch at main point lending on my facebook main point with an e main with an e point with an e yep. um yeah i mean email swelch at mainpointlending.com any of those things you know like that's definitely has to be our next move now that I feel good about the team we have in place. So last question. Um, yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> a lot of people, you got guts. I mean, you're, you're a risk taker. You're out there <laughs> <We're> doing crazy. <clears throat> when I first met you, you were working for a mortgage company, yeah. doing your thing and you were branding yourself. But you, at one point you took the leap. What would you say to somebody that's right where you were not loving what they do or, you know, not loving who they're working for or feel like they've got, in them what you have in you what would you say to that person yeah i mean honestly like i loved where i was i was happy where i was yeah. i worked for great people like all of those things like i just was at a breaking point where i needed help you know what yeah. i mean so so that was kind of the difference with me but i i say do it like 
I mean, I try, like, I, I'm so, I don't have, I don't get anxious about anything. I don't worry about anything. Like, everything will work out, right? Like, that's my right. mentality. Yeah. So I'm like. That's important to point out because somebody, if somebody's dealing with anxiety or they're not a risk yeah. taker, eh, maybe stay where you're <laughs> and at. And I also, but. like, think of things like, I'll figure it out. Like, right. that's how I think of it. And I, I think you kind of have to have that mentality a little bit because mm -hmm. I opened Main Point Lending in October of 2020. Does anyone remember October 2020? Oh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> pandemic central? And, yeah, and yeah. it was seriously pandemic, like, in the middle of it. And people were like, what do you mean? You're, like, it'll opening mortgage company. I was like, it'll work out, but I'm going to make sure it does. Worst you know? case, you can always grab a time card and you'll zzz, zzz, again <laughs> right. for someone else, right? Well, well, you can always get I, another job. And that's the thing. So many people always say to me, like, what the mortgage what if the mortgage industry dries up and everything goes on me guess what i'll do something else yeah. like and that's how i feel like i don't feel like this defines me and i know that i can be successful at whatever i do and right. i think that that's the mentality some people have to have is you can't be closed-minded in a way that like well what if it doesn't work figure it out you know i feel and, like if i picked you up out of the mortgage business and set you down over here and yeah whatever it would be, yeah. venue business or I don't care, real estate broker or right. even something that's not like this, I think you would thrive. Yeah, and I think you have to have that mentality sometimes though is that if it's not gonna work, you're the one that's gonna make it not work, right? right. Okay, it's it's slow. Yeah, we had, right now it's not so slow, but this winter, it was slow. Okay, we're doubling down and making sure we're not gonna be slow next month, right? right. And I think that that's the difference is you can't sit back and let excuses take you over. You can't sit back and just be like, oh, like my phone's not ringing. Yeah. Well, what are you doing to make Don't sure the mind. phone starts ringing, right? right? And, and I think that that's what you have to do is that if someone wants, wants it, if you want something, anything's possible. Yeah. It's interesting to talk to you because I'm involved in a, a group called the Contractor Fight and they do a lot of business coaching for guys like me, contractors yeah. that are just dealing with stuff. And so much, of, I can't wait to show this to these guys because <laughs> So much of what you've said today is is so much like what they talk about. Well, I think it can go into your, any business. Your perspective, you know? your attitude, your work mm -hmm. ethic, your you know your expectations of yourself. I know you work on yourself yeah, all the time. Always. And uh, so it's just pretty cool to to hear like that stuff that I'm working on as well. But you're and you're a lot younger than me, but you're way ahead of the curve. And I I really view you as a pioneer in this business, not just because you're a female, but because you're just out. You know, because this can be a man's world. Oh, definitely. You know, and I'm sure you've kicked down some doors yeah. in the last years. Yeah, I mean, 10, I think years. especially when I first got into the industry. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times people would say to me, how old are you? Right. Or, or, or can I talk assistant? to your boss? Yeah, exactly. Can I talk to your manager? Yeah. And even now, like, I think I have, like, a younger voice or something. I mean, I still am pretty young, but I'm 20, not, like. 22, 29, Yeah. 26. But when I tell people, I'm like, actually, I have three kids, and they're like, <laughs> what? What do you have? Kids are, I'm like, no, like yeah. I'm, I'm not like a baby, but people still sometimes say things like that to right. me, like, or question me, like, how long have you been doing this? And all I, they have to do is listen to you talk for about three and a half minutes and they well, go, all right, sign me up. Here's my stuff. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like I get that a lot and that's something I've had to, but, yeah. but that's why you have to work so much harder, right. right. And build a reputation. And that's what I've had to do is like, let my, let my reputation come before me and, and then they can come, you know. Well, and I think your social media game does that too, because you, I don't pick up my phone and not. This Skyla talking about yeah. VA loans. This Skyla talking about yeah. uh, fixing your credit or whatever. So you're delivering things that people can grab onto and come in here and go. All right, I, this just becomes the natural place to go. Definitely. Because of how you put yourself out even, there. Even so. I mean, even when I go to like these big national mortgage conventions and stuff, like it is very, very male dominated. Yeah. But 
I think that they're doing a lot, um, even on that, like to showcase the strong women in, in the industry. Yeah. And uh, I was just on stage in front of 6,000 people a couple weeks ago. Cool. It was crazy. I literally was on stage right before Tony Robbins. Yeah. And I'm putting on my resume that I'm Tony Robbins' opener. Um, <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> just kidding. Now but you can really, put on that you've been on Bob Turner's exactly. podcast. Exactly. I'm just looking at <laughs> add things. Um, yeah. But realistically, like there were 6,000 people there. Cool. And I confidently walked on the stage when I wasn't nervous at all. Because I knew that what you're talking about. I knew that whatever they asked me, like I know I can provide value for that. And the amount of people like coming up to me, like asking me questions and emailing me and sending me things, like wanting to know more of that. And it's it's just because I'm in it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm in this industry. I'm in, I, I'm in it every day. And I think that that's that's kind of the difference with a lot of people is they're not in the trenches every single day. And I'm always looking to grow and always looking to learn from new people. Like when I go to things like that, like I always bring things back that I implement into my business because I think that something is so important is that so many people are like, well, that's not how I do it. That's not how I, I've been doing this 26 years and that's not how I do it. (laughs) And that's why I want to say like, if you've been doing that same thing for 26 years, then it's not working. If your answer is, it's, why do you do that? Well, because we've always done it that exactly. way. Exactly. You, you need to check that. Exactly. Right? Like I'm always looking to change. I'm always looking to evolve. I'm always looking to be better. I mean, think about it. The, the, the advent of social media, Instagram, Facebook has really come in your working life has really exploded. Oh, definitely. So you think like when you're my age, What's going to be? We can't even sit here and think up no, what's coming we can't. out next. So you, you know? always have to evolve. Like there's always new systems. There's always new technology. There's always new like ways of reaching out. But but the reality is it's back to the basics and yeah. it's being consistent and it's being real yeah. and it's having good service, getting back to someone, picking up your phone, answering your phone, calling people back. Yeah. That's what it's all about. The no matter what industry you're in. Anything you just mentioned doesn't cost a dime. <laughs> exactly. Just effort. Having a smile on your face. Yeah. Like we were just talking in, uh, before I came in here about when we call clients, like we have a smile on our face. I'll, I'll be honest. Feel well, that smile. Before this started, I walked in gritting my teeth about subcontractors, and she was over here. Oh, my God. I said, <laughs> we need to make sure we smile before we turn the camera on. But you know, people could feel that on the other yeah, end. Right. And people want to work with people yeah. that want to work with them. And yeah. that that's no matter what industry you're in, that's how you're going to be successful. Yep. Well, good stuff. First of all, congratulations. I mean, I don't know if you ever stop to smell the roses or just kind of take a look around and go, you know what, I'm doing all right. You know, if you don't, you should. I'm grateful for everything. You know, yeah. I really, really yeah. am. And I'm appreciative for every person and every step that's gotten me here. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that I work with amazing people. Yeah. I work with amazing, amazing real estate agents, um, you know, title companies, insurance agents that like have my back. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they want to be the best for me and and I know that and they're so great for my clients and it's the same thing with with my team like my team is great and my family is great and my you know yeah in a good spot you know it it's just you have to you have to look at those things and you know you have bad days and you have bad weeks or bad months and you're like you know what it's not all that bad right yep people somebody's always got it worse right exactly (laughs) very fortunate yeah well thanks for taking the time Uh, we've been trying to connect here for for a couple weeks I know life is crazy (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for getting us back on track because we I when I started this I was like 52 times every week and most podcasts only go seven episodes and this is like I don't know 15 or 16 oh my goodness we have a little hiccup there but you're bringing us back on and we got some other people lined up so 
Thank you very much. Thank you um, so much. Guys, this has been the, I don't know what episode, maybe 15 or so of, of uh, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, and we've been sitting here with Skylar Welch for the last several bunch of minutes here. And uh, <laughs> just hearing her talk, you know, just about business and, and more importantly, life and, and how, you know, how they kind of work together, right? Kind of the, the recurring theme in some of these podcasts that we've done is mindset and culture work mm -hmm. ethic, all the things you touched on without me even lobbing you a softball. So yeah, um, it's, it's interesting to, when, when I interview these, uh, you can call them type A people or entrepreneurs or winners. We hear a lot of the things that, that she just outlined. So it's pretty cool. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out. We're on YouTube. Um, you can check Skylar out as Sky Closes Maine on Instagram. I don't, you know, that's so where always I things see. on there. Yes. S-K-Y-E Closes Maine with an E. Um, check her out on there. Give her a follow. She's done 637 posts on Instagram um, to date, and uh, she's just continuing. If you want to, if you're looking at somebody to model your social media game after, check it out. Um, and if you're if you're a young person looking to start a business, um, I know she'd take a call from you. Absolutely, so, always. Um, but anyway, thanks again. I appreciate Thank it. You. It's been a blast. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care.